selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Rock. Over these last few weeks, I've been examining each independent piece of the state's case against Robert and Christian. Point by point, we've tested each element on its merits. And point by point, the state's case has easily been dismantled. But today, we're going to step outside of what was presented in the court of law and look at the other attacks that have been waged against Robert and Christian. This is Season 12, Episode 51, Court of Public Opinion. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications, and that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From something else, The Marshall Project and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Believe it or not, before we began this season of the podcast, very little was actually known about this case publicly. People around the world formed their opinions of guilt and innocence, not based on the actual evidence in the case file, but based on what the media was telling them. What we're going to examine today is an element of the case against Smith and Pape that never saw the inside of a courtroom, and for good reason, because it was a lie, provably false. But that hasn't stopped the media and the occasional internet troll 
from continuing to push this narrative. I'm talking about Becky's confrontation at Denny's the day before the murders. To refresh your memories, let me share with you the only first-hand account of this altercation. This is a short segment of Javier's police interview just a week after the incident. Can I contact you if I have any more questions? Yeah, that's fine. And then I know that, uh, I think it was Saturday night when I picked Becky up, my cousin's roommate was there at Denny's, and he started like a big scene or something. And then the manager kicked him out. She had to do like a fill out a report and everything. This is his cousin? This is uh, my cousin's roommate, the guy who lives with us. Who's the name? His uh, Austin Abba. Okay. I think if my cousin said that when the investigators went to his house or something, they talked to him because he was there. Uh, I think we're done here. Let me uh, go put my stuff away before I lock you upstairs, okay? First of all, did you notice how dismissive Leclerc was? Javier had just shared with him the only bit of tangible evidence in this two-hour-long interview. And what's LeClaire's response? I think we're done here. And as you all know, Austin Alba was never even asked about this incident after Javier shared that information. But the larger point for the purposes of this episode is that Javier was there. He was the closest person to Becky who spoke with her multiple times every day, and it was Austin Alba who fought with Becky that night not Robert Pate, and there's no question about that. And yet a show called Crime Watch Daily, that seems to be their M.O., completely ignored those facts and shared with the world a much sexier story. Not just back before the trial, but again, just five months ago. That's right, four years after the convictions... Once this podcast brought the case back into the light, the YouTube channel True Crime Daily posted what you're about to hear as an update on the case. Here's a brief clip of the Crime Watch Daily episode that True Crime Daily published just this past October as an update. Well, the day before the triple homicide, Becky worked at Denny's here as a waitress. At some point during that day, Robert Pape came down to Denny's and had a very loud verbal uh, one-way exchange with Becky, very heated. Um, He was very angry about something. Becky's cousin, Daniela, says Becky called her on her way home that night and told her all about the confrontation. She also said Robert wasn't alone. She had told me his military friend and Robert came in. uh, He was harassing her in the restaurant. That friend was Christian Smith. Christian was very good friends in high school with Robert Pape. And after speaking to the family members and friends, it was very obvious that uh, when they were apart, they behaved better. But when they were together, their behavior was off the charts. According to Daniela, Becky had agreed to go hiking with the boys the next night in an apparent attempt to get them to leave. It was the last conversation she had with her cousin. And then you lost the cell. And then she lost service. You lost the cell signal. Yeah. It seemed like such critical information. So then why wasn't anyone acting on it? I told my mom right away. I mean, that same night. And she told the investigators. But I was never interviewed uh, for seven years. Uh, No one ever contacted me. 
that's where Luis Bolaños really comes in. And right about here is where Becky lost cell phone connection in her phone call with her cousin Danielle discussing the incident with Denny's. After so many years without answers, Lewis decided to take on the case pro bono. We came up with a game plan, what we wanted to accomplish and highlight. And we knew that we needed to get the story out to the public immediately. This is the garbage that Robert and Christian had been fighting against since before they were ever even arrested. No fact-checking, no due diligence. Crime Watch Daily just broadcast that nonsense to millions of people. Had they bothered to do just an hour of research, they would have realized that Daniela's story is complete bullshit. Before I play her 2013 police interview, where she first shared the story about Robert going into Denny's and causing a scene, let me first break down some of the reasons that we know her story isn't true. First and foremost, we know for a fact that it wasn't Robert. It was Austin. Javier was there. And number two, we know from the phone records that Daniela spoke with Becky only one time during the week of the murders. And it wasn't Saturday night. It was Thursday night. And Becky didn't work on Thursday. You're going to hear from Daniela in the interview that I'm about to play that Becky called her on the way up the hill after work on Saturday night. She says that on that call, Becky told her about the altercation with Robert, but Becky's phone cut out because she was headed towards Pinion Pines where there's no service. She says that Becky told her as she was losing coverage that she would call her back in the morning when she headed back down the hill on Sunday. But none of that is true. Becky called Daniela at 10.46 p.m. on Thursday night. They spoke for six and a half minutes. And Becky wasn't on her way home from work nor was she on her way up the hill. Her phone records prove that. So first of all, Becky didn't work on Thursday. If she had worked, she would have been on her way to Denny's at 10.46 p.m., not on her way home. She worked the graveyard shift. And we know from Becky's cell records that she did not lose service at the end of that one and only call with Daniela. That night, we have calls from Becky to Jacob, then Becky to Bo Nash, then to Daniela, then an unknown number called Becky after the call to Daniela, and then she called that number right back, and those calls were just five minutes after the hang-up with Daniela. Then, at 11.37 p.m., she texts Robert, and then she texts Javier, and so on and so forth. She was connected to Towers in the Valley using her phone for an hour after that call to Daniela, and some of that phone activity was her talking to Robert. And if you want another clue that shows you that this story was thought up after Robert and Christian were named as the main suspects, note that Daniela tells Crime Watch Daily that Robert was there at the restaurant with his military friend, Christian. And that made plenty of sense for Crime Watch Daily. They didn't let a little detail like the fact that Christian didn't join the military until a year and a half after the murders bother them. The story must have been sexier if everything fit into this nice little bow that ended with Robert and Christian being guilty. Before I play this interview, I want to make clear that while this story is absolutely a lie, I don't necessarily think Daniela is lying. 
And I know that doesn't make much sense, but let me explain what I mean. What she's saying is clearly and provably not true, but I don't think that she realizes that. We've talked about manipulated memories many times on this show. Two things happen that cause this false memory to form. First of all, time. Six years had gone by before anyone ever interviewed Daniela. Over the course of those six years, she had heard a lot of things about the case. And in all fairness, we discussed previously that the encounter with Austin could have occurred on Tuesday rather than Saturday, in which case Becky may have told her about it during that phone call. But as the years pass by, the details get foggier. And then comes the second thing that happened, and that's private investigator Louis Bolaños taking over the case and spreading what amounts to be propaganda all over the valley. So I think Daniela had a foggy memory of that call. Then she hears from Bolaños that Robert and Christian were the guilty parties, and the next thing you know, she remembers Robert, along with his military friend, being the ones that went to Denny's and started that argument that night. Like I said earlier, her saying military friend is the giveaway that this memory was formed after the fact, because Christian wasn't in the military at the time the altercation happened. So knowing all of that, let's get right into Danielle Zermeno's September 23, 2013 police interview. Just know as the interview starts, for the first about 60 seconds, the audio is a little rough to listen to. Just know that after about a minute, that clears up and this is actually a pretty easy listen. So here it is. Here's her September 13th, 2013 interview. Hi, um, this is Daniela Zermenio calling oh, you back. Um, yeah. How are you? Good. Thank you for calling me back. Um, I yeah. spoke with Brandon yesterday. Oh, you did? Okay. Yes, I did. Um, and he was telling me that I didn't know that you were a cousin. Um, I didn't realize yeah. that he told me you were a cousin. Are you by blood or yeah. cousin? Or? My mom is Vicky's sister. Okay. Okay. All righty. So uh, were you guys pretty close? You and we were very close, yeah. We were very, we're almost, we're about two years apart in age, so uh-huh. we kind of grew up together and um, we're very close with each other, yeah. Okay. Um, well, just a couple of questions. I mean, first of all, what what kind of information did you have? Um... Well, um, and I didn't, you know, I've been sitting on it for a long time and I didn't really think it was that important, but um, the night before the homicide, I had spoken to Becky uh, the evening before on her way back from work, mm-hmm. and um, she had told me that that uh, Robert, her ex-boyfriend, had come in with a friend into Denny's and um, was harassing her while she was working, and they asked him, I think her manager, who whoever was there, had asked him to leave. They had to remove him from the restaurant because he was... Um, harassing her and it was getting like distracting and um, and she had told me that they um, she went outside on for a break and talked to him and that they had discussed going on a hike the next day um, to like talk about things and kind of um, I don't know just we got cut off in the conversation because she was driving back to her house up the hill and she lost service so I didn't get a lot of details, but I just know that she had told me that he came in and harassed her. He was with a friend, and he, um, they had discussed meeting for a hike to talk about things and kind of, I know that she ultimately wanted to just 
stop the harassment and because it was kind of an ongoing thing. Uh huh. Um, and when you say was, ongoing, how how long has it been going on? Um, I mean, I think maybe like a month or possibly more than that. Okay. Did Did she say who the friend was? No, I don't. And maybe this is the thing that's really frustrating for me is that I don't. It's been seven years, you know, and I. I think I held on to like certain details, and it probably told me, but I didn't. Oh, okay. You know, now she was. So she was on her way back home after that incident, and she yeah. called. And she called you. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, what was the harassment about? What was he there telling her? And that's what I didn't. I didn't get to that because, like I said, she was losing service, and said, "I'll call you tomorrow when I come down." Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, and so so she just told you that he came in acting like an idiot, and he was. Um, they were told to go outside, and she spoke to him on a break. Yeah, um, he was going in. Well, she, what she did tell me was that she was frustrated because he had been trying to get a hold of her and talk to her, and she was kind of like ignoring him and not responding. And he had come into her work because it was a place that she couldn't. Like you know, ignore him. Right. She had to talk to him. Right. There. So he had a kind of trapped. Um, yeah. So she never told you why he was so angry. No, I never got to that. Just, just that he really needed to talk to her, and they had decided, okay, tomorrow we'll go 
you know, and go on a hike. Let me ask you, um, okay, so we know who we're talking about, the same person. Do you know the, the name of this guy that we're talking about? Robert. Robert. Ex-boyfriend. Robert Pape? I don't, I don't know his last name. I just okay. know that Robert was her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Was he trying to get back with her or something? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think that he wasn't happy with, because they had been broken up for, I want to say, a couple of months or at least a month. Uh-huh. But they were kind of, like, still seeing each other. Okay. So, um... I'm not really sure that, you know, all those details. So, yeah, and so you're saying you're pretty close to her, and so she was pretty open with you with uh, with. She was, um, but we didn't, you know, we talked a lot a couple days leading up to that. um, But, you know, when I started to think back on it, there's a lot of things that I I wasn't filled in on. like close friends I just knew a couple names here and there and but yeah I mean we were really close but I couldn't you know I couldn't even tell you like exactly when they broke up or any anything okay um did she ever mention anything about and 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 let me emphasize this real quick because this is going to be very um important to our investigation Mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask you you know uh if you could please be um not that you will lie to me, but I just need to tell you this: that please be honest with me in this, yeah. when I ask you this question. Okay. Um, and and is you know, is this is very important? I just want to stress that. Okay. Did she ever tell you that she was pregnant? No, she did not. No. Did she ever tell you that um, she thought she may be pregnant? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Um, did she ever mention anything about? Uh, no, okay, that's basically the question I wanted to ask mm-hmm. about that. If she, being that you guys were close, maybe she disclosed something to you because Brandon had mentioned something about that. Um, she told him that she thought she may had a uh, miscarriage. Does okay. That, does that? That doesn't sound anything to you. She didn't say anything to you about that. No, she didn't tell me that. Okay. Um, and I think. Um, did she was she ever assaulted or anything by Robert? Was he ever physical with her that you know of? She, I don't think she would have told me something like that. Um, she, so she, no, she didn't tell me that she was it was physical. But um, I was with her one of the times that he was texting her, and it was just it was. Um, it was kind of like threatening the way he was texting her. And how did how did what was the threat? What did you perceive as a threat? No, excuse me. What did you perceive as a threat on the text? Um, what did you see? Gosh, okay, like specifically, um, him saying like, "If you don't call me back in the next three minutes, like, it's not going to be a good situation." Okay. Or something, you know, something along those lines. Okay. Um. Okay, and anything else? I mean, so he never really said, you know, he just said it's not going to be a good situation. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. I said, can you repeat that? Um. He. He just. He never made. He never said what the threat was. The situation is going to be like. No. Like it's just. He just said it's. It's not going to be a good situation. Yeah. I mean, anyone. Could have taken that as a threat, I guess. Yeah. Um, I want to really, again. I want to ask you 
when I came, going back to the pregnancy question I asked you, um, I think I made what I made it sound like she that she was currently pregnant at the time. Was she ever pregnant, or did she ever tell you that she was pregnant? Any time, at any time, or thought she may have been. I I did talk to her once when she was worried that she hadn't started her cycle in a couple like weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how close to. Um, you know, the homicide at that one. It's so hard for me to remember. But, but yes, I do know that at one point she told me I'm getting kind of nervous. Uh huh. Um, do, do you know if she was dating a robber or who was she dating at, around that time when she was nervous that she was pregnant? remember and she doesn't she didn't tell you you know i'm nervous i'm pre- i might be pregnant i'm i missed you know i'm late um it might you know did you remember saying by who who's the guy at the time no i'm sorry i i don't okay did um as far as you know i who- don't want to like in my mind think that it's robert because of you know what I mean? If I'm not sure about it, I'm afraid to say that, yeah, it was when. Right, I understand. You don't want to, so. yeah, I understand. You don't want to guess. You want to be yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. But as far as you know, um, she dated Robert. Um, before Robert, did she? who did she date? Because I know they dated in high school. Is that is that where she met him? Didn't she meet him in high school? I think so. And then she moved away. To um, Santa Clarita, Valencia for a year. Okay. And that's where she met um, Brandon? That's where she was friends with Brandon. And okay. she actually lived with my sister okay. in Santa Clarita. Okay. Um, and then I know that she started, like, seriously dating Robert when she was back. When she, went, when she moved back? When she moved back to okay. the desert. Okay, so she knew, she knew him in high school, and I guess she dated him. When she went back, okay, because she already had finished high school when she moved out to Santa mm-hmm. Clarita. Yeah, because she okay. graduated um, at Hart in Santa Clarita. Oh, okay. Also, oh, she graduated out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, as far as you know, boyfriend-wise, um, from out this way, um, there was Robert. Did you know anyone else that she was dating? I mean, I know her, um, like. Maybe like kind of friends with benefit type of person right. um, was her friend or Javier Javi. Uh-huh. I specifically remember her um, calling him Javi. I didn't meet right. any of them. Okay. Um, because she always came here to Santa Barbara. Okay. Um, when I saw her, so I just know the names of people. Uh huh. So you said friends with benefits, but Javi was a like a best friend of hers, male best friend, I should say. I mean, I don't think. But were they having a uh, sexual relationship? Because as far as I know, I I thought they were just friends. Because I know Javi's cousin was dating her. Do you know? Did you know that? Uh, It's kind of a question and a statement at the same time, I guess. (laughs) No, I don't think I would. Like I said, it's been so long and all the names start to kind of blend. Um, 
I, the names don't really stick out to me are Robert, of course, because that was the one relationship I did know a little bit more about. Um, Javi, who is a close friend. Uh-huh. Um, maybe I'm confusing him with her, the cousin. Yeah, because I think Brandon um, met them both. Yeah, Brandon knows. Yeah. Like, he knows a lot more of that, her circle of people. Mm-hmm. Than I do. I just was aware of the actual incident at Denny's when he went in there and, and like harassed her, and they talked about going on a hike. Okay, and that's um, okay. And the only other friend of Becky's that I know of is Claire. Oh yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. I spoke to her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, righty. Is there, what do you think happened? I mean, I have a really strong opinion. Um, I've always felt that Robert was part of this uh, or was involved. Um, I feel like he is the only one. I mean, knowing my aunt, Vicky and John, I mean, at some point that people thought there was like a drug thing, and I never thought that. I never felt like that was part of it. Um, but I... I'm pretty strong in my thoughts that Robert was behind all of it. And I I know that Becky was supposed to, whoever the friend was that was with Robert when they were at Denny's, mm-hmm. um, I got the impression that he was supposed to go on this hike with them also. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I don't know, that he was with his friend. Okay. And uh, but you don't know why they would want to do this, or you have no? I I mean no, I don't know specific reasons as to why. Um, I did also think it was strange. Um, we held a memorial service up here in Santa Barbara for Becky, and um, I thought I remember thinking to myself that it was strange that Robert didn't come because. I mean, I'd never met him. I spoke to him on the phone maybe once or twice. Um, I just thought it was strange that as her ex-boyfriend of, it was kind of a, you know, serious relationship wouldn't show up to the service. And there were other people from the desert that came down. Did Javi go down? Gosh, that's the one. I don't, I don't know. I didn't ever meet Javi. Uh-huh. When did you have this? Um... Maybe two weeks after. Oh, okay. It was shortly after then. It yeah. was, yeah, it was very, uh, well, maybe two to three weeks about. Okay. And so, but there were people out there from the desert? Yeah, like I know Claire, I met Claire there. She was there. Mm-hmm. And she had a bunch of friends with her. Okay. Um, we were talking about, because my, my mom was with me when we were dealing with all this and talking about to call you and um, maybe trying to find or locate the guest book from the service mm-hmm. to see if there's, you know, other people that maybe you right. guys haven't spoken to or might right. have information. Yeah, it is kind of strange that he didn't show. I mean, it, it says a lot of volume for that. Um Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you said you spoke to Robert over the phone, I'm assuming? Yeah. And like, what did when you. When they were first dating. What did you What did you say to him? What did, What was the uh, conversation like? Well, that was just when they were first together, and you know, they, she was all smitten over him. And oh, I think, okay. So you didn't talk to him afterwards? No, no, no. Oh. I never talked to him after. Okay. I did. Though, I don't know if you've spoken. Have you spoken to Tiffany, Becky's sister? Uh, Tisdale, Tiffany Tisdale. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I've been in contact with her here and there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I know she had a conversation with um, Robert's mom immediately after, like uh-huh. when we were talking about the service and, and inviting them. Uh-huh. And um, she asked to talk to Robert, and the mom wouldn't let anyone speak to him um, okay. after. I see. Okay, so uh, okay, so you never spoke to him through no. I am or anything on the f- computer. No, okay. just. Just Claire and Brandon and her other friends that I knew of. Okay. All righty. Well, we're still plugging away at this. Um, hopefully, something comes. Yeah. Through, you know, and unfortunately, seven years has gone. But sometimes, as um, you know, we have to deal through the uh, legal aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everyone pretty much has the same feeling that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just based on the circumstances and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to be honest with you, this is the first I've heard between you and uh, Brandon of that argument at Denny's. Mm-hmm. And that's why little information like that really is really helpful because uh, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to end up probably going down to Denny's. Hopefully, uh, there's a manager still works there or somebody that recalls this incident. And, you know, as, as the day, as the years go by, things, you know, people move on, they move and they, yeah. you know, it's hard to contact. Like, I'm still trying to call look for Javi trying to get a phone number for him mm-hmm. and um, yeah, to just to contact and speak to him a little bit more um, and that's even a difficult task to do yeah. um, but other than that uh, you know I really appreciate you calling because this is this is really gonna I mean this just that little bit of information is gonna help me out yeah um, and see. well that's what I'm hoping that it goes I mean somebody was there you know, to witness that, and maybe they'll know exactly, because Becky would have told me what they were arguing about, but she was, and this is what sticks out to me, because I know that she worked, she was working the graveyard shift when, um, when it all happened, and I would often talk to her when she was going down to work, Uh and this day she was finishing work, so she was working a different shift because she was driving up the hill, and that's why we got disconnected, and we were, you know, she was just telling me we're meeting for hike, and we're getting into details, and she started coming out and said, I gotta go, I'm leaving leaving service, but I'll call you tomorrow when I come down, and um, that's when, you know, tomorrow was... The day it happened. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to definitely go and, and try to speak to somebody at Denny's. Um, there's one more thing, and I don't know if you've heard. Um, I know that Tiffany and Tanya don't really get along. Is that mm-hmm. still the case? Yes. Okay, yeah. I guess they've been in the outs for a while. Um, Tanya has, and I'm probably Tiffany has told you this, but do you still get, keep in good contact with Tiffany? Yeah. Okay. Um, Tanya, apparently, she's she's gotten this um, this private investigations unit involved mm-hmm. uh, this, his name is Louis Bolaños and mm-hmm. he's kind of getting involved in this case without having the facts and he's kind of screwing it up to be honest with you mm-hmm. and um, I don't know where he's getting information but I guess he got a video that was out which is all wrong it's not even close to uh, the facts and so he's just kind of screwing it up and we're hoping that he doesn't screw it up enough where he doesn't realize that the people who are watching this this stuff that he's putting out there are going to be the same people who are going to probably be on the jury. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you figure your, 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 your citizens are the ones that are going to be on the jury. And if they're watching this, this propaganda that he's putting out there, it could taint their decision-making. And, and ultimately, these guys could get off scot-free because they're thinking, okay, well, I saw a video and this is how it happened, and you're telling us now in court that this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're not, they're going to be all confused and it's going to just throw doubt in their head and that's all they need, reasonable doubt to, uh, yeah. to you know, let these guys go. So, um, I don't know what Tanya's doing. I don't know what she's thinking. I know she's frustrated. I know all of us are frustrated. I'm even frustrated, you know, just because I want resolution just like everyone else does for you, just not for the case, but for you guys, you know, for the family. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's where we're at with that. Um, but I could tell you that we're getting a little closer, you know, there's little, th- I can't really tell you exactly what we're doing, but, um, 
you know, we're the DA, we presented to our district attorney's office, and he's kind of requested to do a few more follow ups and a few more things before we move on. And, um, to be sure. Yeah, and then, um, so we're almost there. Um, you know, I could say two months from now, it could be six months from now, but um, we're almost there. So just want to let you know that. Um, you know what? Let me get, while well, I have you on the phone, let me get uh, Tiffany's updated number. Because I know um, I had it, and I just want to get it. Okay, let me, give me a second to... No problem. Respond. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she moved out to Valencia, right? That was she moved yeah. out to? Yeah, she bought yeah, a house. Yeah, okay. Okay, then. Um, I, I really, really, really appreciate you calling. This is just going to help a, a little bit more. Just that one extra thing there to, yeah. to help us out. And um, and I will keep uh, anything develops, you know, um, arrest is made or something. I'll, I'll definitely call Tiffany. Because I told her I will keep in touch with her, and um, I will uh, have your number, and I'll give you a call. And then um, you know you could also tell Tiffany that I spoke with you, so that way she knows uh, we're still moving along. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Okay. This interview was conducted with Danielle Daniela Zermino. The date is uh, September 13th, 2013, and 1300 hours. NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink and sound engineered by Shane Yoder. All music for the show was created, composed, and scored by PutThemInASong.com, who also mixed and mastered this episode. All of our fonts across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design, and you can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnick, Ginger Fiola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. 
And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at Truth Justice Pod. And I can be found personally on all forms of social media at Bob Ruff Truth. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.